Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is the podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. Sorry, folks, for the lack of episodes lately. I've had a family member who's not doing well, and unfortunately, I have to prioritize client work over the podcast. Who knows? Maybe someday, if enough people like, share, or support the show with donations, link in the show notes, little plug there, this podcast can be the priority. Wouldn't that really be amazing? Well, I guess I have a new goal. So please help me with that and go support the show in some way. Now on to the update. I'm not here, wasn't here to talk about that, but just had to get that out of the way. Um, quick heads up, we have an upcoming cigar event. I'm intentionally not putting it on social media because I want it to be a chance for listeners of the show to meet up and have a good time and network alongside of other listeners and people with shared interests. A few people had mentioned me that they were, had messaged me, excuse me, that they were interested but not into cigars. That's obviously fine, but I will say this, the air filtration system is great at this place, so you can attend, not smoke, uh, maybe just have a drink, there's also going to be some food there. They also have hookah, if that's more than your, more your speed. Uh, so if you are interested in that, I would really, like I said, I'd really love it to be listeners, not just random people from the industry. Send me a DM on one of the social channels or message me through massconstruction.org if you are someone who is not a social media person. So go to massconstruction.org. There'll be a contact form there and contact me that way if you want to be included. Now, many of you may have looked at the previous episode with Chuck Marone and thought, uh, that's not really construction and probably not for me. If that is you, I'm asking you to reconsider. I feel like it's one of the most important shows we've done. It's bringing attention to the abuse of power by a state, and it's also a show that will expose you to new ideas. The work of Strong Towns, many may consider to be a radical take on urban planning and development, but I know many of the listeners of the show are the people that are willing to listen to new or unorthodox ideas and consider them. Not that you have to accept them, but you should at least, or, or I know that the listeners of the show typically are willing to consider them rather than casting them aside. So please take a minute to explore that episode and additionally explore the work of Strong Towns. They are a great organization. A while back, Mike and I, here's another episode where we're going backwards here. Mike and I covered the Miami building collapse and we discussed that some communities have facade inspections and some do not. In most cases, most do not, but there are a few communities that have these. And then recently, a couple weeks back, I wanna say it was like September 27th or something like that, Boston updated their facade inspection requirements. And now it provides more detail about what is required for that inspection. It allows greater use of technology during inspections. So uh, drones, cameras, infrared, even the stuff that can tell moisture. It also gives inspectional services greater enforcement capabilities through updated violations and fines, including a $300 a day fine while the violation exists. So meaning if you have a violation to your facade, every day thereafter that it is the case, you pay $300 a day which could really rack up quickly if it took you months to fix or if you're sitting on it. I don't think the intent, and I'm not I, not speaking for them, don't claim to speak for them and don't know that this is actually the case, but 
I would imagine that this is going to be a tool in the toolbox and is probably not going to be used for folks that find that they have a violation and get working on it and pull a building permit and go to make the corrective action. I don't think they're going to be fining you while you're doing that work. Uh, that's just my guess. A lot of disclaimers here. I think this is more for the building owner that is being obstinate or negligent and does not want to fix their property. That is going to be a good tool to help them get that done. Next up, um, on a recent podcast, again, we're talking about a past podcast here, and now we're going to talk about some new ideas, though, and probably is going to be the meat of this show. Um, we had Ryan Walsh in the topic of J. We had Ryan Walsh on, I should say, and we had the topic of JMA not having job titles come up. And Ryan told us that he felt that not having a job title allowed him the room to create his own position, his current position. This was one of those pleasant aha moments on a podcast. I had Ryan on as part of a series loosely named Carving Your Own Path. It takes individuals that are not entrepreneurs but who have created unique positions within organizations that suit them particularly well. So to hear Ryan say that the lack of restrictions that come with title and job description gave him the leeway to grow was particularly poignant. It was also interesting to see when I posted the clip on Instagram, as well as a few other places, that there was a strong reaction from people. It's a great example of the frustration people feel with large soulless companies. One person replied, quote, I hate titles. We all have the same goal. So what's wrong with titles? Well, they might be straight up off-putting. How quick are you to call back a sales associate or director of business development? How do you feel when the company compliance officer comes knocking? Better yet, what about the titles that you can't even understand or that are absurdly long? We've all seen those titles and says, how could you have you know eight words in a job title? just bizarre. I'm not saying titles have to go. They serve a purpose in a lot of cases, but maybe we shouldn't be so quick to conform to titles because that's what everyone else does. Let's start with the fact that what Ryan brings up, uh, we're going to kind of dig in a little bit here. They're limiting. Limiting. Do we want to do something that is limiting our employees? Titles give you the structure and the direction, but it also confines you. If we are looking at it from a corporate sense, what does a company want? They want predictability. Predictability is key for a company. They want to have square boxes that move from point A to point B in a predictable manner, ideally in the exact same manner, if they could have that, but humans are messy, right? And the company has A boxes and B boxes, C, D, and E boxes. Each of those boxes move in or are supposed to move in their predetermined way. And the company loves this because they can punish and reward boxes based on how each box is supposed to move. Furthermore, the business knows that an A box gets paid X and a B box gets paid Y and so on and so forth with C and D and E. And there's a box hierarchy, corporate flowchart, right? Or corporate hierarchy. An A must report to a B, and a B to a C, and a C to a D. Everything is predictable. That's what they want, predictability. What each box does, what each box costs, who each box will report to in order to be judged and based on those requirements. Now, this is great for a corporation, but is it great for a human? 
if you look at the example of Henry Ford in 1914, I think it was about more than doubling his factory workers' pay. Put ads in the paper and everything, so it was both a marketing ploy. But imagine paying the industry standard, let's say it's current times, 100,000 is for that job. And then turning around one day and saying, we're gonna pay that those employees if you, so if you're a PM here and you get 100,000, if you work a PM job here, you are tomorrow gonna get $210,000. That would be life-changing. That would be a life-changing experience for an employee. And that was what Henry Ford was forced to do. Why? Well, the assembly line he created was so mundane and repetitive for workers that they would show up late or not show up at all. And in many cases, just quit. Ford had a 370% labor turnover rate. Taking a skilled and creative job and making a human a robot is a soul-sucking prospect and we shouldn't do it. So I'm sure you've picked up on the concept of box A, B, C, D, and E, and it could be an APM, PM, Senior PM, PX, or the field equivalent, or whatever line of work you're in, whatever that is. And I'm not saying those jobs, I'm not saying a job as a PM is anything like an assembly line, but I am saying that this world of chasing efficiency, being lean, prefabrication, we are pushing people to be more like robots. Efficiency in job titles are positive, and I don't believe they have to go away. They serve a purpose in a lot of cases. And individual personalities factor into this. Some people crave that structure need specific direction or want a clear path and for them titles work but maybe we shouldn't so quickly conform to titles because that's what everyone else does could there be an option for people that would prefer a less defined path one that would allow them to explore and be a utility player fill voids at a company be a problem solver or wear two hats maybe they're an a that reports to a d rather than a b also why can't there be room for an amazing PM that is happy being a PM, being compensated more than a PX because they bring in more work or more revenue, but don't want to be a PX? Now, forgive the older reference here, but if Dennis Rodman wants to come play for your team, he's not an A box, a B box, or a C box. He's a fucking freaky star, and you'd be crazy not to want him. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Central, our sponsor. I don't say it enough. And remember, humans are complex. Our companies need to be more human. Now tell me, what do you think? What do I have, what do I have right? What do I have wrong? I'm sure there's a lot of project managers, type A people out there that will have a lot more positive to stay with structure and that we would have chaos if we tried to do it this way. I don't believe it. JMA managers to do it. They seem to be pretty successful to me, but I want to hear back. I'm sure there's holes in my plan, but I also think I'm onto something here. Take care.